0: Father, thank you that you are a God who loves us with amazing grace. We thank you that here this morning our our sins are gone. We've been set free. The chains are gone. We thank you that we we don't have to wallow in the guilt of past sin. If we're doing that, Father, it's not because you want us to. You've taken our sins and you have... You have separated them as far as the east is from the west. You have hurled them to, into the depths of the sea. You have put them behind your back. You say, you want us to know this. You remember our sins no more. And we pray, Father, that we would be those who live with the freedom that, uh, that only comes from you. So be with us, Father, as we look at your word today. Teach us, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, we've been involved in a series of sermons called Family Under Attack, and our purpose has been very simple and straightforward. One, we want to make sure every family, every mom, every dad, every husband, every wife, every person who aspires to be one of those knows what God has in mind regarding the marriage and family relationships. We want to look at Scripture. We always begin there then we want to apply what we learn to our lives. Because we have way too many Christians who have a head full of knowledge, but it's not going down to their heart, and it's not coming out their hands. Knowledge and application. We in this series have considered God's design for family. That's where it starts. We've considered biblical sexuality, something that blows up a lot of families. We looked at the attack on the structure, divorce. We looked at the attack on the, on the foundation of the divorce, on the attack on the structure, living together, and the attack on design, uh, homosexuality. All those are uh, on our website if you want to uh, view them. Now, on November the 16th and 17th, we're going to come and do one last uh, sermon to wrap this series up. We are going to outline that sermon around your questions. So as you, we've gone through this, you say, hey, you know what, I didn't understand that, or did you say that, or what did you mean by that, or I got it, but I need to go a little deeper on that. So please send your questions on, because we'll be working on that uh, sermon uh, this week. Send your questions in uh, to Jen Finell, J Finell, J-F-I-N-N-E-L-L at BibleChapel.org, and Jen will gather uh, the, the questions And then we will again form the the series from that, the sermon from that. Last time, we started talking about parenting. And we laid down um, five things, biblical foundation, we need to know about parenting. Let me review these real quick. The first thing was this. We need to know and remember, we know these things. We need to be reminded that children are a gift from God. Psalm 127, verse 3, children are a gift of God. The fruit of the womb is a reward. We don't come into our marriage one day and say, oh, time for children. Let's just do it. Children's not a planned product. Not a mistake, not a surprise. Children are a gift from the sovereign God. Secondly, parents have to have their spiritual act together. There is nothing that looks us in the eye as that little baby and says, you better grow up. It's not just about you anymore. And it's not just about you and your wife anymore. You have brought into this world. God has blessed you with a child, an eternal soul. And and, and the the primary molder of that little boy and that little girl is you, parents. we got to get our spiritual act together. Three, the best thing you can do for your child is to be committed to their mother and their father. We want to make sure that marriages stay together. If you don't believe that's the best thing you can do, just go... Uh, Check out on Amazon the legacy, the unexpected legacy of divorce, 25-year secular study of those who have been divorced and the things that come up in their life. Now, I know that some of you have been divorced, and you say, that's like rubbing salt into my wounds. There are a lot of things you can do by God's forgiveness to help your child work through some of that, but I want to talk today to those who have not been divorced, and maybe even contemplating that, if you think for one second that's the best thing to do for your child, you are sadly mistaken. Number four, be the parent. You're not the child's best friend. You're not the ta- child's taxi driver. You're not the child's registration person. You are the parent. So be the parent. <clears throat> and five, Bob Fredo and I uh, talk a lot about this in the class that we do on parenting. Parenting is modeling and mentoring. At the end of the day, it is show and tell. Here is what we share with our children, and that is either confirmed or denied by our parents. Actions, because actions truly do speak louder than words. Now, what I want to do today is something just a little different. Instead of doing a sermon, <clears throat> I want to do more of kind of, a, kind of a family parenting workshop, all right? All right, I'm doing it anyway. I don't care. <clears throat> Not changing my mind. So, we're doing a family... Okay, I mean, just say it like this. Today, we're doing a family parenting workshop. Alright? And uh, what I want to do is to get just as practical as I can. I want to give you three things. Three things today that will help you in raising your children. Now there are are no guaranteed formulas. So I'm not going to say these three things will guarantee how your kid turns out. No guaranteed steps for parenting success. But here are some things that you need to do in your homes so your children have A great spiritual foundation, number one. Carve out time and guard the time for couple and family devotions. Carve out the time and guard the time for couple and family devotions. The best thing you can do, we said, is to keep your marriage together. And the best thing you can do to keep your marriage together is to submit it, both husband and wife together, before God. Get in God's Word. Hear what God says. How in the world do we think we can raise our kids on our own? How in the world do we think we can raise the kids God wants us to raise if we're not seeking him each day to help us? Not just in the big decisions. When you're raising a kid, every day has big decisions. And when your kids get older, they're going to call you up one day and they're going to want some spiritual advice. And you better not just be talking off the top of your head. You need to be spending time together as a couple. Do you know what? Research shows that 95% of evangelical couples, that's us, 95% do not read Scripture with their wife or pray with their wife. 95%. I'd hate to take that statistic here. I wonder what it would be. Now, why is that? One, when you're reading God's Word together, Hebrews says the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates. It lets us know who we are and where we are. And when you pray with your spouse, uh, you know, you you, you can't, it's not like you're coming to a prayer meeting, you know, praying Christianese all around and impressing people. He knows you better than anyone on this earth. She knows you better than anyone on this earth. So you, you are at your most vulnerable place, aren't you? before the God who knows everything about you next to the person who knows everything about you from a human standpoint. So many couples say, yeah, too vulnerable for me. I'm not going to do it. But we are challenging you to begin couple devotions and family devotions today. Something you can start today. When I was working on my doctorate uh, long, uh, long ago in marriage enrichment, <clears throat> I told you before in the research, we were told to read until you hear echoes, read until you hear echoes, and echoes meant the same thing over and over. And so I was reading about couple devotions, learned 95% don't do it. And uh, when I was reading in the research, it said when you're uh, encouraging couples to do family devotions, don't have them read scripture together. And I thought, that's a little weird. That almost sounds heretical. But then I read again, don't have them read Scripture together. Don't have them read Scripture together. So I thought, what, what's behind this? Here's, what behind, here's what's behind it. If both of you go right to Scripture, what's going to happen? One of you becomes a teacher, and one of you becomes a student, so here you are coming before God wanting to be on the same page hearing from him but one person says oh in the Bible study this week here's what I learned this is what this verse means here's how you should apply it and the other person goes past it because they become the student I learned that the hard way in seminary when Laura and I would do a couple devotions and I'd come and say hey here's what I learned in seminary day. here's what the, the teachers say this is the deal and there wasn't a lot of discussion going on so get a devotion There are a lot out there. Get a devotion so that you can be on the same page and hear from someone else. The Journey Ministry—we try to do as many resources as we can for families uh, during this uh, during this family under attack series. And one of the things we put out is Journey through the Bible, and you can get it. You can get it. You can jump in any day. You don't have to start on January one. You can jump in any day. There's a verse at the beginning, and we just go through the Bible. Verse at the beginning, you could read that together. You can see what I say. I would count it a privilege to be a part of that. And then you can look at each other and say, Man, he is so off base on this one. I can't even what was he thinking about when he wrote this? And then you can discuss it together, all right? So I, I can be the third person, and then together you can you can talk about it and discuss it. We have it on PDF. So you can be traveling, and you can get it on PDF, and you can call your your husband or wife and you can say hey here's what here's the verse today what do you think about that what do you think about what he said let's talk about it 5 minutes over the phone let's make sure we are around god's word then on sunday nights you could bring your kids together we used to do this on sunday nights we have would have a weekly meeting to get together for our schedules and then we would do a devotion together read god's word discuss it think about it and you can use this as well you can use your own devotion you can you can adjust it whatever i say The bottom line is, get in God's Word. Again, you don't want to use that. There are a lot of them out there. But there's no excuse for us as couples and as parents not to have devotions together. Now, I'm not standing up here saying, Lori and I did it perfectly. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that we're going to teach our kids what it means to... Follow Jesus Christ and follow hard after him. We've got to have our spiritual act together, and you only do that when you're in the Word. We've got to be on the same page, and you only do that when you're in the Word together. And we've got to be instructing our kids. Let me show you a couple verses here. 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, Paul is writing to a spiritual son of his, young uh, Timothy. Check out what he says. He says, but as for you, continue in what you have, what? Learned. And have become convinced of. Timothy was convinced of this. Now, why was Timothy convinced of this? Why was Timothy convinced of God's word? Here's our answer. Because always answers, answers the question why. Because you know, from though, you know those from whom you learned it. You know those from whom you learned it. Who do you think those people were? His family. He learned it and he was convinced of it because those people he trusted most on earth, those people who were nourishing him and providing for him and caring for him were also teaching him the word of God. So he trusted them. And check this out. How from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. Man, wouldn't you love it? if one day someone looked at your child and said, man, from infancy, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Now, we cannot save our children. We cannot make our children trust in Christ, can we? But when we are getting them in the Word, and when we are living out the Word, and when we are on the same page as a mom and a dad, we can, the Scriptures do, make them wise for salvation in Jesus Christ. We can't save them. But we can sure let them know what it means to trust in Jesus Christ. Balls in your court, parents. We've got to make sure we are those who are teaching our children. Let's look at another verse. We've seen this one before. Deuteronomy uh, 6, 4 through 7, the Old Testament, Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your heart your soul and all your strength who's he talking to He's talking to parents He's talking to the leaders of the home first you have to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and these words I command you shall be on your heart you have to be living it out you have to be demonstrating it then what happens when you have something then what can you do pass it on right You shall teach them diligently to your children, thoroughly, persistently, carefully to your children. That's not saying turn it over to the youth pastor. It's not saying turn it over to the Christian school teacher. You, parents, have to make certain you are in the Word. You have to make certain you're grounded because you can't pass on anything you don't have. You cannot impart what you do not possess. So you've got to be involved in family devotions. And again, there's no, we, we will do what's important. You don't have time, you know, we're so busy, baloney. You will do what's important. And so take a resource like this or another resource and make sure as a couple you're together and as a mom and dad. Secondly, I'm going to ask you to start a tradition uh, this Christmas called Advent. And I want to share uh, with you just how meaningful uh, this has been to Lori and, uh, and me and our, and our kids, and now uh, uh, Brittany's husband, Josiah, and Garrison's wife, Sarah. So when I, was, uh, when I was dating Lori, she called me up one day, Sunday afternoon, and she said, uh, come over to our house tonight and celebrate Advent. And I thought to myself, what in the world is that? You see, uh, Lori was Presbyterian, and, and I was a Christian. So, no, uh, <laughs> oh, I was kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a cheap shot. I'm kidding. So she said, come over and do Advent. So I had no idea what that, what that was. I came from a Christian home, but we didn't, we didn't do it. So we, I went over that night. And, it, you, know, had, you know, it didn't matter what Laura had asked me to come to do. I was going to go be with her, right? So I went over, and, um, and on their table, uh, in their kind of living room area, there was an Advent wreath like that. never had seen one before. And so we gathered around, and we read some Scripture, and we had a devotion, and we did Christmas carols, and we had a, just a great time uh, uh, doing this. And um, uh, we, we prayed we talked about the coming of Christ. We focus on Christ. Advent means the coming. Latin word for coming. And it was a great time. So, in our family, Lori and I have done this year after year. Again, we have not done it perfectly. But we've done it year after year. And we've used this little book that Lori made when she was in the third grade. And the kid said, Mom, you did not do a good job putting this <laughs> book together. And she blamed it. Uh, there were no left-handed scissors, she said, in the Sunday school. We didn't buy that. So we've used this for years. So this year, Laura and I said, let's put, let's put a, a book together for families. Let's do some things that we have done and, and put it into a book, and we would love to share this with you. First Sunday of Advent, uh, God preparing our hearts. This starts December 1st. Second Sunday of Advent, God preparing the world. Third Sunday of Advent, God preparing his servants. Fourth Sunday of Advent, God preparing his son. Christmas then, or Christmas Eve, we do it on Christmas Eve because we have a uh, birthday. Uh, we celebrate our child's birthday on, on, on uh, Christmas, um, the arrival of Jesus, Christmas or Christmas Eve. Each candle represents one of those subjects. And over the years, we have had a blast doing this with our kids. As they were little, arguing over who was going to light the candles and uh, blowing out the candles at the end and playing with the wax and setting the greenery on fire, we've had a good time. <laughs> also reading God's Word together and and, and thinking about God's love and focusing on God's Son and singing uh, timeless uh, Christmas carols. So I want to show you how it works. So I've invited some uh, kids to come down and help me out with this. So if you're one of the ones that we selected early on, come on down. Should be four of you. Perfect. Perfect. How you doing? Good to see you. Have a seat. How's it going? Good to see you. You guys fired up? <laughs> <laughs> this is about the way it works, actually. <laughs> In fact, this is just the way it works. All right, tell me your name. Sophia. Sophia. Haley. Haley. Attican. Attican. Brooke. Brooke. All right. Have any of you ever done Advent before? Yeah. You have? Cool. Very cool. All right. So, we're going to do Advent together, right? You know, Christmas is a time when we got all kinds of things going on, right? So busy, you got school stuff going on, other stuff going on at home, but we miss out on what Christmas is all about. We, we want to focus on Jesus, right? We're, we're going to say this year, we don't want any presents, right? Okay, you can have a couple, just a couple. But we want to make sure we do focus on Christ. You would agree with me, right? Sophia, that you do want to, you're not going to back down on the presence, but you do want to focus on Jesus. Because it is his birthday, Sophia. You understand that? Okay, good. All right, so we want to make sure that we focus on Christ. So we put this together, and we're going to go through, we're going to work through the first Sunday of Advent. There are four of them, and then the Christmas candle in the end. So this is the Christ candle. All right? Okay, key idea for the first Sunday of Advent is Ask God to prepare our hearts because that's the first thing. We want our hearts to be prepared, right? Okay, Brooke, you're gonna read the key verse, Jeremiah 29, 13. You have that memorized? You don't, uh. Okay, then I'll let you read it right there. Ready? You will seek, Wait, listen, sorry. You will seek me and find me when, I, when you seek me with all your heart. Great. You'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So we wanna be those who prepare our hearts for Christmas, then we're going to light a candle, and uh, we lit, lit this candle uh, all through our services. You can see the wax build up on it. So we'll just we'll just do this with you, Sophie, All right. And uh, the problem, is, you hold the mic. The problem is we we don't at our home. We don't we don't like these. We like we like real matches, right? Real men use real matches, right? Okay. And besides, this is extremely hard to light. So I'm going to have to help you here. Okay. So you're going to light the first candle. And you're going to read this, as the first candle is lighted, say, and so right there. Okay. As for the first candle is lighted, say, I light this candle on the first Sunday of Advent to remind us that we must prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus. Perfect. Well done. Well done. All right. You're going to, I'm going to have to help you here, okay, because this is hard. You ready? Help me. Help me. Help me help you. Perfect. Well done. Well done. Well done. All right. All right. The next thing in our Advent time, again, it only takes about 15, 20 minutes. The next thing is we're gonna sing Christmas carols. You guys love Christmas carols, right? <laughs> love Christmas carols. Don't you, Anakin? Yeah. yeah, and we want you to know Christmas carols because that's important because you wanna teach them to your kids one day, right? So. We're gonna sing a song, and what we've done uh, in our family, Lori uh, played piano, and so she'd go over and play. Or some of the kids, the girls, when they were taking lessons piano, they'd go over and play. And um, uh, but but sometimes if you don't have music, we've asked the Kirk and the worship team and the choir to put together a CD. There are ten Christmas uh, carols on here that they've done. All right, so we're gonna do one of these together. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna plug it in back there, and this would be the first one. Oh come, O come, Emmanuel. And we'll all sing together, right? And you guys have to sing the loudest. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive. That you can sing here and that's on the CD, uh, but we're going to stop there. Okay, then next is an Advent reading. And on the first Sunday of Advent, it's Psalm 95, 1 through 7. So, Attican, will you read that for us? I'm sorry, will you read that for us? Tell me with your name. Haley. Haley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Haley, sorry. You know? Yep. Come, let us sing for the joy of the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with salvation, thanksgiving, and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea of His is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Well done. Very well done. Nice job. Nice job. Okay, next then is an Advent devotional based on that psalm. I won't read it, but you can use it and you can adjust it in any way. Next is another song, O Come, uh, All Ye Faithful. And again, we won't go through that. You can do that in your homes. And then a closing prayer. Attican, would you uh, read the closing prayer for us? This is the first Sunday of Advent. We thank you for sending your son into this world. Thank you that Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. As you look forward to Christmas, please prepare our hearts. Help us to celebrate this season in a way that honors you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well done. Well done, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good job. There are also uh, devotionals uh, during the week uh, you can use. And again, we just want you to enjoy this as much as we have in our family. Ask uh, some of the kids to to write some thoughts. And here's what uh, our son Garrison, he lives in Oklahoma now, here's what he said. He said, singing the carols in the Advent book is definitely my favorite part. I love Christmas carols and I love that we can sing as loud I can sing as loud as I can without distracting the front person in front of me as would be the case in church. <laughs> I love the way we sing them uh, getting uh, quieter at some points and loud again, drumming on the table when necessary and randomly adding in one or two harmonies we remember from ch- uh, Kingdom Kids Youth Choir. I love when our one song turns into a Christmas carol request hour and we sing until we run out of songs with verses we remember. Adding Josiah, Brittany's husband, to the tradition was great and it was nice to have a male singer who could hit a note every once in a while. I, I really don't appreciate it. Uh, Um, having Sarah his wife there was very special last year we have fun when we're together and for whatever reason we have fun singing together as evidenced on some of our long car trips but singing Christmas carols is not just fun it's a great time of worship and celebration that we have together I'm excited to start that tradition with Sarah this year so we want to give you these uh, uh, we want you to have these resources are in the bookstore Uh, December the First is the first Sunday of Advent, and, uh, and there's also information there how to get Advent wreaths if you want to do that. Uh, there's all kinds of different styles, and you can figure out what you want. Uh, but also, uh, we've had people just use styrofoam and cover greenery and put the candles in there. Do it however you want. But, but this Christmas, we always say, man, this Christmas, we're going to do it differently, right? And then we don't. This Christmas, let's do it differently. And let's keep the focus on Christ. and and, and begin a family time together. Last one, critical thing. You're the parent, right? You need to guide your children to the process of making the right choices regarding life partners. Them coming to Christ is the most important thing. Knowing how and being discerning in finding a life partner is the second one. And the decision they make regarding that is going to either end up in great blessing or tremendous difficulty. A few years ago, when we were thinking about starting multi-sites, we went to a conference and... uh, The people at the conference used an acronym, IPOD, uh, to help guide you when you started a multi-site campus. And we've used that here. But I was thinking about this in terms of helping us as parents and helping young adults and teenagers determine who they will engage in relationship with. So let me go through these and... uh, and then we're gonna, we'll have some time here to, uh, to, uh, uh, to have a little interaction with the congregation. iPod. The I is initial. Initial is, it, this, this represents the starting point. These are the... There it is. It's a little slow. These are the things that have to happen in the relationship. These are the non-negotiables. These are the showstoppers. The relationship does not start unless these things exist. The uh, P is preferred. Preferred. These are things that it would be ideal, things you desire in a relationship. They're not showstoppers, but they are serious considerations when you're thinking about a relationship, when you're ready to take it to the next level. O is optional. You could go either way on these. Discretionary things, an elective thing, available but not obligatory. And D is denied. Showstopper. There's a character trait, there's a bad habit, there's an annoyance. And if that exists, this is not going to go any further. If that, if that person did this thing or acted this way, done. Now I may learn that six months into the relationship. But if it shows up, I'm done in this dating. Now, if you're married, that's a different story but I'm done in that relationship. We have had a tremendous time using this to talk to our children, just to start, we had some fascinating conversations. What is it that you will not start a initial, preferred, optional, denied? So let's talk about it a little bit. Let's just think about this together, all right? We have a little little forum here. And uh, Washington and Robinson... Sorry, the streaming, when we get the streaming down, you can participate in this as well. Next time, you'll participate in this. All right? So, initial. What are the things you have to have in a relationship? Just call it out. Have to have. What? Okay, got to be a believer. So, if you're a believer, you say, if they are not a believer, I'm not going to date them. I'm not going to even start the emotional attachment to them. Initial has to be a believer. What else? Honesty. Honesty. So if I know they are not a person of character, I know they're person, not a person of honesty, I'm not going to mess with it. What else? Respect. respect. If I know in our friendship time that they haven't demonstrated respect, not just to me, but to other people, maybe their parents, maybe a teacher. If they're not willing to demonstrate appropriate respect, I'm not going to start. What else? Sorry? Conservative. Said by a true Republican. Conservative. I ain't dating anyone and ain't conservative. Good. Okay, good. So so for that person, and we can differ on some of these things, uh, under believer, but for that person, that that is important. You want to be on the same page, right? What else? Sorry? Good work ethic. I need someone, yeah, who's going to support the family or, 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 or whatever role uh, is, uh, both of us working, or home, what are we going to do? We've got to have a good work eth- ethic. What else? Forgiveness, all right, willing to forgive, not holding grudges. All right, let's move on. Sorry? They've got to believe in prayer. They've got to be on the same page we are spiritually. Thanks, Duke. Okay, P, preferred. Don't have to have it, but you would prefer it. Attractive. <laughs> for sure. Now, for me, that was in the initial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But okay, that's, that's preferred. You certainly would prefer that. Right? What else? Smart. Smart. Okay. You want, you want them to be smart, preferred for you. Good. What else? Funny. You want to have a good time. That's great. Great. What else? Kind. Okay. All right. What else? Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> good listener. Great. Great. Okay. Good. So again, you, you, you're going through this, and if that person's not a good listener, you got to say. I prefer that they are. I don't know if I want to continue. What else? Compassion. Okay, great. Great one. Okay. What are their aims or goals in life? Do they have aims? Are they industrious? Are they lazy? Are they going to be someone, again, that uh, you prefer that they're going to be a hard worker? Okay, optional. Optional. I honestly didn't hear that. What? Wait a second. What? What was it? it blonde or brunette." Blonde or brunette. <laughs> okay, that's definitely optional, and that may change as the years go on too. You know, you never know. What else? Optional. I'm sorry. I honestly can't hear. She said, "Muscles." Muscles. Okay? Leaves leave some of us out. Some of my kids said, likes coffee. That for them, that was important. Uh, that's optional. Uh, 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 tattoos. Do they have tattoos or not? Can go either way on that one. Uh, what else? Optional? In-laws. Athletic. Okay? What? In laws. In laws. <laughs> That ain't optional, they're gonna have in-laws. <laughs> okay, let's go to the last one. You guys are out of control. Denied, denied, what's the D? Denied, I will not even start a relationship if I know this or if I learn it six months in, I am done. What? Drugs, right? Drugs or alcohol, excessive use of alcohol, whatever. Cheating, cheating. cheating. if I learn, okay, one, hey guys, one at a time. If I learn that they are dishonest, right? That's it. Again, I learned this six months in. I learned this the day before we're going to get married. Done. It doesn't matter if you lose some money on the reception. It honestly, doesn't matter. Yep. Violent. Do you think, do you think, um, hang on one second. Do you think um, five years into a marriage, a person realized that they married someone abusive? Happened in the dating relationship. They heard things said. So if you're in a dating relationship, I don't care where you are in it, And someone raises their voice or, or, or threatens to strike you away, you are done. You walk out of there. That's it. Because if you think they're going to change, they are not. Alcohol. They're having trouble with alcohol when you're dating them. You think they're going to stand up here, exchange rings, and then they're not going to have trouble with alcohol? These are things that are denied. You, don't, you just do not enter into a relationship with that. Okay, what else? Lazy. lazy. If they're lazy, that's it, right? So again, these are great opportunities for you to work through your children. We've had some great discussions regarding these and thinking about what is initial. Here's has, this has to happen. Preferred, optional, and denied. Parents, you're the parent. Your kids are your responsibility. Enjoy them, love them, have fun with them, and diligently teach them how to follow hard after Jesus Christ. And teach them what it means to serve Him and serve and love others. Father, thank You for our time today. Thank You for Your Word that reminds us to be diligent in teaching our children. May we be those, Lord, who follow hard after You as parents, together as a couple. And may we be those who follow hard after You as we show our kids what it means to love You and honor you in everything we do. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.